Hello, and welcome back to another episode of International Immersion, a podcast that seeks to capture the combined experiences of people, places, culture, traveling, current events, living abroad, and much, much more. Welcome back to part two of our uh, episode where we sit down with the members of I Can Govern, the group in India that focuses on municipal and city and other low-level developments, but has a global mentality and global vision. In part two, we will continue our conversation and move more into our discussion phase and flush out more of the details and ideas we've been describing back in part one. So it's great to have everyone back. And with that, let's continue with our discussion. So for, for so going more to the discussion questions, what um, what do you hope people will learn from what you're doing? I mean, we've kind of touched on this, but maybe everyone has more of a perspective, like, you know, you're start, you know focusing on the ground level. Maybe what are your, like, on a larger sense, what do you hope people can learn from your organization? And this could be, you know, skills, aspects, maybe um, methods of, of approaching things, or, you know, more than anything, just motivating people, as we've been touching upon again and again. I think the most important um, thing that possibly should come among the minds of not just people in regions where we are working with even otherwise is that we need a chain of leadership. It's not like you have one top great leader at the top and then things will happen. It doesn't work like that until unless you do not create that chain, it is not going to happen. And so I think people need to sort of look up to others just like they will do everything. I think that's the conversation most people have that Mr. Trump does this, Mr. Modi does this. I think that is not the point. We all know what, uh, we have an opinion about uh, what Mr. Trump should do, what Mr. Biden should do, what Mr. Modi should do. What we don't know and what we should be knowing and focusing upon most is what we do and what we should be doing and how we should be doing that the best. That is real leadership. So I think that's that's a thought that has been always been in my mind. And I think uh, people, if everybody realizes that, you're done. Yeah, don't rely on the, you know the the top. You know, it's everyone can rely on themselves. Of course, relying on each other, but you know, don't just let the leaders or people who have the most or loudest voice don't let them just you know you know take take precedent. I mean, they're in a position for a reason, but it doesn't mean you don't have to do anything. Exactly. I'm Renji. You what same time? Uh, for me, earlier when I faced a challenge around me, uh, or let me better say it, if I saw that somebody is in a problem or something in my locality bugs me, for instance, there was no oxygen cylinders available in my town. The entire town was looking for oxygen cylinders like you look for God. Earlier, this I would have approached this problem as an individual, but uh, because of this organization, I can approach this problem as an organization. Now I got to talk to Tilakji and people in, in the connection from whom we could get, we, we could take some baby steps and determine what is best that we can do for the town itself. That would not be possible if I was actually approaching it as an individual. Well, I think Amranji is being kind, by the way, but because he is himself a one-man army, you know. He has been doing a lot of things in his town. So please, Amrindji, continue. So this is, this is, I think, our strength and this is what we are able to contribute to our surroundings. That uh, what one would have fought alone, now it becomes a, a common organized approach. And I, and I think that attests to, you know, an individual can accomplish a lot, but when you get more people involved, you, and it turns more into a communal or a group thing, it makes the possibilities go up exponentially. And that's with everything. And I think uh, talking of uh, creating opportunities during this COVID era, we were able to get a lot of experts on board to discuss various local issues. And I think we have touched upon almost everything. I think awareness creation, the generation of awareness uh, has been the USP of this initiative. Awareness of issues in the most backward region, in one of the most backward regions of India, uh, has been uh, our uh, uh, greatest achievement, as I think Tilak would agree, uh, that we have been able to get people uh, on board to talk about those issues. Every uh, fortnight, we get uh, people to talk about uh, health, 
uh, about education, about you know disability rights, uh, about having libraries uh, for uh, for children, uh, and uh, you know about the flood situation. So we have been uh, talking a lot about these issues. I think uh, that's one area which I think uh, is one thing that people can learn from this organization. Like awareness generation uh, is one thing that we have been doing because of COVID, we, we couldn't meet in person. But, uh, you know, talking about issues till we get on the ground once again. I, I would like to add here something. Uh, actually, uh, you're getting an idea to motivation and all is fine. Like you need motivation to do something. But the foremost thing is you should start. If you start something, then you need to keep motivated to keep doing it. So what people can actually learn is to start doing things on their level. So when you start talking, then only you can shape a project. So first talk, and when you start doing on your level, then only you can inspire other people to do same. So like if you want to be in a democratic country, you have to make yourself a part of democracy. Democracy, government is not going to come to you and ask you your opinion. You yourself have to make yourself you are part so that's what people should start doing and that's what people should also learn from this initiative that you should at least start bringing the points that you think need to be addressed even by the government or even on the local level or even on the community level so first whatever you think you should put it forth and you should start talking about it and you should also involve people try to involve people in your particular perspective and also get to know about their perspective and that's how you can make a place a better so that's what I think people should also start, and we already are doing it. No, and I think from what you're, from the initiatives you're doing and everything else, I think you guys are, you know, definitely upholding upholding that that thought, you know. And for I think here in the U.S. too, both India and the U.S. were both democratic countries. I mean, if to be in a functioning democracy and to address problems, one, you have to vote, you have to you have to educate yourself, you have to keep up to date on what's going on, you have to make your feelings and thoughts known. And you have to address issues as they come up, you know, like write your congressman, write your senator, write your mate, write the city about anything, you know, and not even to complain anything, just to make your voice known because that is your right as a citizen in, in the country. And on, and on a personal level, yeah, the more you talk, the more you can influence others, but you have to start to do it because I think with anything, starting something is always the hardest. Once you start, you realize, oh, this is not too difficult. And it, it's just, and it kind of, it's like a snowball effect from there. It, it builds and builds, and then you get, bring more people on board as you have, if you as you've all done, or you find more resources, etc. All those things can, you know, you know, exemplify, you know, or you know, exponentially grow what, what you're planning to do, both either on a personal level or you know on, on a different level. And Chandan, you want to say something? Ah, yeah, Don. Actually, uh, you rightly said. And the biggest learning from the I can govern is it is better to do something than nothing. And believe me, we have a uh, different kind of people from the different sectors, and they are doing something. Whether earlier we do have, there are lots of problems in the. There are lots of needs. There are lots of hopes, aspirations. And when there is organization name comes, people uh, should think that there is some kind of motive behind that, and what they are can. Uh, what kind of motive I do have, personally individual, so that they connect to the any kind of problem. So I can govern, give the everyone hope to it is better to do something rather than nothing. In a nutshell right there, better to do nothing, better to do something than nothing. I think that's across the board. There's a song that I used to sing often and uh, when uh, I was once contemplating uh, on what we are doing, uh, that song came to my mind in terms of what I can govern is doing. Uh, see, like you post a podcast every Thursday or Friday. Here, Tilakji uh, uh, leads a conversation that affects a big majority of people uh, in terms of the quality of life every few weeks. Uh, and when I was thinking about it, this song came to me. Uh, I can. I, I want to sing a uh, two lines of this. This is in local language. Uh, maybe your U.S. listeners will not make much sense of this. Well, no, they'd still find it interesting, I'm sure. It's not every day they'd hear, you know, hear their language, especially in this part of the United States. <laughs>
set of people, like bigger audiences. And that helps human consciousness connecting to other uh, units of consciousness. Uh, it's like, like the Tilak was saying, like why, or, or you know, like Martin Luther King used to say in one of his speeches I heard, only love wins, no matter how much hatred goes on. Eventually, the word only is very important in that, in what he said, only love wins. So why to blame all the bad that's going on? Why not find that little small thing that we can do? And you, in what you're doing, are connecting those people who are doing those good things around their locality, in their life, in their abilities. Thank you, Sean. No, you know, I, I really appreciate that. And, it, you know, it's meeting, meeting you know, some people like, like, like you, you all. These are things that just encourage me and motivate to do more. It just builds up my intent and the desire to do more of this because, you know, you don't only connect people, but you learn a lot. And I think one, this is, I'd just like to add to Mr. Amrenji is that this is something which is a global message, which has been told in every society time and again. I think we had one very famous poet called Kabir. He, his very fam most famous couplets possibly are that Poti padi padi pandit which essentially means is that people have read all sorts of philosophies and books and written texts and all these things and they died, they really didn't make any change to anybody's life but what actually makes you connect with others and make change, influence their lives is these 2.5 letters which in essentially is frame, uh, which be, basically becomes this a small word, uh, love. So I think that is what uh, should connect. No, well said. And one Sean, thought. Uh, hmm? Yeah, I want to summarize what they all said in few points. Like, so first of all, I will thank Dr. Amrind for singing that very beautiful poetry. And actually, he's. He was the most revolutionary poets of our times at the time of independence. Dushyant Kumar, his name is. So he was reciting his poetry and uh, I am, I too write poetry and I am fond of him. So I keep his books of poetry as well. And uh, that summarizes what Amrinder said. Uh, it summarizes as, oh brother, don't fight. Don't quarrel over things. Don't create problems and don't count on problems rather than be the change. So the couplet he was singing was like the be the change. And as learning is a continuous process, it never stops. At the time of your deathbed, you will learn something, what I believe. And we learn every day from every individuals. We can learn from a child. We can learn from a philosopher. We can learn from everyone. And we learn, what we learn is, we learn from someone to not be like them. And we learn from someone to be like them or to act accordingly. And then we judge in our mind, okay, so this is right or this is wrong or this is what I should do or not. So what I learned and what people will learn from this I can Govern initiative is, first of all, don't quarrel and don't fight over problems. Give solutions, be the change, rather than you want the change, but you want do, don't want to be the change. And the change will come when you will be the change. Like a revolution can start from a single person in India, we call Mahatma Gandhi, why he's, he was Mahatma. He was the change, which followed with a mass movement and then the freedom of a struggle. Abraham Lincoln, US, he was the change. And it evolved and it changed the life of the person. Second point was we discuss over the problems which are neglected by the mass, but it exists. It's a ghost which is haunting people, but they are not talking about it. Like uh, in this uh, lockdown, when everything was shut close, educational institutions were levying a huge amount of fees from every student. And those who were severely affected by COVID and who, those whose parents were died, nobody were talking about them, that how they are going to uh, give that a large amount to the, these institutions and we were talking about them. So these small points, like what we do and what we believe we can do, we, we, we should learn from this and everyone should learn from this. And the uh, final thing, final comment I will make is we don't believe like, so this is a community, like a lawyer has their community, a professor has their community, a bureaucrats have their communities. We have every single person from every sort of life 
from each and every professions. We have lawyers, we have policymakers, we have bureaucrats, we have teachers, we have professors, we have entrepreneurs, and we are collectively doing something. And it can happen. Something can happen at least. And when at night I go to sleep, I sleep in peace that I am doing something. And yes, I am doing at least something. I'm not just sitting and watching TV and saying that, okay, why this, why that, why those, but I am rather believing that there should be a solution and we work for that solution. No, well said. And I think, you know, when it comes to learning, you know, and being the solution, not just complaining about something, because, you know, a lot of people around, you know, a lot of people I think around us complain about something. Well, how about you stop complaining and maybe think of a solution? You know, it's not just not just complain. That's going to solve absolutely nothing and just kind of make people upset and annoyed. Let's look toward a solution. And I think in terms of creating new solutions, I think one thing that I've found work has worked very well for myself is having more of an eclectic mindset in taking anything that's good or that works. I don't care where it comes from. I don't care who really has done it. But if it works, it's positive, it's beneficial, it helps me, it helps others, and it solves problems, you know, what's wrong with it? So and I think the best way to do that is by meeting people from different places, traveling, learning new things, and you can kind of build a tapestry of different ideas and skill sets that can benefit you and others. You know, you can't don't just be constricted by word by people around you, what they do, you know. So at the end of the day, it's like if it works, use it. And that's been a very key element in both civilizations and people who have been successful. They take what, they take what works and they apply it. That's that that's the truth. And then, kind of to wrapping up, you know, for our discussion, I have a kind of la- two two final questions that kind of blend together. The first is, you know, we've touched on this as well, you know, and maybe you guys don't even know the answer to this yet, but you know, what would you say is, or what are your long term goals? You know, it could be very, you know. Uh, aggressive or not going, or it could be just more, you know, simple, but either, either, you know, it'd be interesting to hear, you know, your, your perspectives on it. So, so Sean, uh, what, what, uh, you know, I think what would be our long-term goal or uh, building trust, right? We have to build trust with all, or uh, we have to accentuate the positive relation with all, uh, like, like I said, so that would be our, our long-term goal. And uh, we will pick more blind spots, right? What, whatever the topic we have not covered, whatever we can do, or we can we can fly there and we can do that. So that is our long term. Well, I think a couple of days ago we had a catch-up meeting to just prepare for this interaction, and a couple of very interesting points that came up is that uh, uh, we do not want to be very fundamentally very goal-oriented uh, organization or initiative as such. What do you do after that goal is achieved? <laughs> For that matter, I think uh, we keep talking that well. Uh, when we were a child, we wanted some something to play, maybe. When we had it, we are done after it, uh, with it after some time. Then you wanted to be sort of a score 90% in your class 10th, maybe that happened. Then maybe a job, that happened. Then maybe marriage and kids, that happened. What next? So I think uh, goal, we basically, I believe that uh, human well-being is a kind of goal which will be a constant reinvention. It is, it is the most fundamental aspiration of each of us. We want happiness, we want, uh, and the only thing is that we need to expand that, uh, that, that thing, that bubble of happiness for whom? Happiness just for yourself, just for your family, also for your friends maybe, maybe also for society. I think if we just go a bit, expand that barrier a bit front and go beyond our sense of limited identity, uh, that, will, that will do. Uh, one, one more thing that I would like to add is uh, we also believe that one very important, important objective that we should keep pursuing, and I think I, I told this point last time as well, that we should not give up on anyone. Absolutely no one. We should just not give up on any single person, any single being for that, but anything that supports life and not just that. We should not give up on ourselves either. I think that is true even in our life otherwise. Whatever you do, whatever you pick up, if you just persist with it for a certain period of time, with certain effort, depending upon your capacities and energies and situations, things happen uh, and things will happen. So we just do not want to give up on anyone. 
And I think uh, if we continue to do that with this sense of inclusiveness, uh, I believe it will go a long journey. And that is possibly a journey which should continue not at least for our lifetimes. <laughs> All right. So you could say maybe not just a, a specific goal, but a perpetuating goal that keeps building and, and adapting. Yeah, the needs also keep changing. I think if you if you ask your uh, if you ask our forefathers, their needs were very very different. So if you would have set a goal at that point of time, that what would be the well-being goal, maybe in thirty years, that would have been very very different than what we want today. I think earlier we were so so uh, determined about identities. Somebody wanted to create uh, nations based on religion, on race, on caste, and all these things. Well, where are we? Are ultimately going towards a goal where we realize at the very fundamental we are all one. At the end of the day, we are all one. That is the only thing. That is the truth. The rest of it is just mirage. Uh, you better come out of it. And I think the most important part we all should realize that if you come out of this limited perspective when you are 16, that's great. If you realize it at 60, well, that is only that much you can do after that. <laughs> so you better realize it when you are 16 or when you are 20. Because then you'll have 40, 50, 60 years to just realize that thing. So this is, this is a call to the young generation, especially younger people. And we should not discount anyone, especially youngsters. We should have faith in them, in their abilities. And they are the people who will actually make all sorts of change that we want. Because we are already through half our life, aren't we? <laughs> I think at least I am. Well, as well, they say, uh, children, yeah, you know, children are untainted in a way. <laughs> They're not corrupted. <laughs> All right. By the way, I think among us, Nikita happens to be possibly the youngest. So why, maybe she should say something. Actually, like, I have some goals personally along with this initiative. So I would like, you know, I have personally felt that uh, there are people. So everyone will get to know about things that they need and that are their rights only if they have that sort of education and they have that sort of awareness so i in my area uh, where i live i would like to work on education sector like under the umbrella of i can govern i would say because i never thought this but right now i have this thought in my mind that I would like to, I always wanted to work in the education sector. I always wanted to teach those kids uh, like who are on the road, who do not have any kind of support, but I don't trust anyone. So I actually have uh, this problem that I personally want to do it. So I personally want to go there and teach them and like, uh, you know, provide them a, a quality education and don't want to depend any on any particular institution or a school. But they need that recognition from the school. So I would like to work on the education sector under the umbrella of I can work on, so that I can, you know, create those minds who can be aware, like who can be, who can create awareness and who can contribute something to the society. Because it's not always that the, you know, great minds come from uh, the good, good community of people or the people who have everything. It's always someone who has ex a lot of experience. And when knowledge will be mixed with that experience, I think it can lead to a great future and it can lead to a great society. So I would really want to work on it in the coming days. You bring up a good a good point in that you know each of you you know you have you have careers you have you know your jobs you're doing outside of this this initiative, and that's something that maybe this experience like my podcast with me each of this can influence maybe additional areas of emphasis within I can govern, you know, education for you or whatever, you know, for, for all of you, maybe you all can add your own flavor to it away and export the, the ideas, concepts and goals into your own line of work or your area of emphasis. Yeah. Because uh, I guess education is like uh, one way where we can uh, like tell people like what is important. So right now Tilaji said that, we have created some barriers around us, like religion, identity, caste, gender. So when you learn, when you try to acquire knowledge, a kind of you sort of break those boundaries. So I really want people to break those boundaries because it's really difficult for the people like uh, who are living in the villages. It's really difficult to like kind of break that, to like kind of break, uh, take out from that bubble. 
so i really want people to you know learn and educate in themselves so that they know what is the real thing why are we actually existing on this planet what is the real requirement so i guess that can bring the that awareness that we are no, i completely agree and i that's you know education as a technology is power <laughs> any other thoughts before we move, before we move on uh, yeah uh, i would like to quote something uh, from spider man movie <laughs> peter parker uncle is saying peter parker that with great power comes great responsibility and i can govern want to be the responsible we want to be bear that responsibility and rather than having long term goals we have our short term goals and it is said that there is no wrong time to do right thing if the things are right it's right so you can start from anywhere from scratch it the, this organization was started from scratch and now you can see we are here and what uh, happened whenever you start it's always a zero <laughs> right you. right and zero multiplied into something yes mathematically it is wrong that zero multiplies something gives zero but zero multiplies something here giving something so well you that also means you just you should just try to add gradually rather than multiply too fast <laughs> add right right <laughs> right and okay so few more points that like uh, i would like to add few more things like see what in our hand is to do at least something to work and in bhagavad gita that is a very sacred book of hindus and i think every must and everyone should learn that, uh, read that it's it is said that uh, you should believe in your duty and your uh, working rather than you should uh, think about the results because if you will give 100% or if you, you will at least are honest with your work it will lead you to somewhere so just don't bother about what uh, what the result will come or if it will come or not just bother about if you are doing or not if you are doing the right thing and or not and what we said everyone said that being motivated every time is very important and to achieve that we should keep in our mind that yes i am doing the right thing well i think if this such a thing comes at the level of your experience rather than uh, knowledge alone that is a really great i would just like to want to add what nikita just said and i think this is true for even otherwise is that anything education or whatever you take up you you put in certain effort for a for a long period of time at, um, then it can do wonders so i think this is what we also need to realize that well if you have got if you are stand at that part of your age of course it will things will depend also upon your energy and your situation and so many other factors but in general i think this is always true that you put in effort so we should never lose faith that well we can do it or not do it just to start somewhere something good will happen we shall overcome someday yeah. i think uh, <laughs> yeah goals i think are uh, talking of goals uh, i think they are quite aspirational they are not meant to be accomplished uh you know you can learn it from governments who come up with welfare schemes you can learn it from the un itself which uh, you know changes its course every 15 years i think alignment uh, uh, to your goals uh, the the very belief in what your goal uh, constitutes you know so going forward i think uh, uh, what would be uh, the long term goal as of now that i see for i can govern is that we have certain local chapters that particular region has has districts you know what you would call uh, counties in the us so uh, you know we we need to establish and strengthen those local chapters we need more people on ground to reach out to anyone who approaches us with a, with a local governance issue uh, with an issue here and, and an issue there or in their area you know we need to build capacities at the local level and i think going forward we also would look forward to formalizing structures that i can govern we as of now do not have formal structures but we are an idea and uh, you know I, i think we'll prosper so uh, ideas prosper organizations need structures so uh, going forward we'll look forward to that as well these yeah, are my thoughts finding the, finding the right balance is always the most important thing you know having the the vision the motivation and then just naturally just the the practical and necessary infrastructure whether it be you know the people or just 
whatever is all all those things combined to be you know in turn into 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 success any other thoughts about goals or aspirations well i think uh, i would just like to add one more thing that also we discussed with you this back i believe that is important is that when it comes to leadership developing leadership we often realize that it has to be some sort of a hierarchy sort of thing i don't think leadership needs a hierarchy all the time hierarchy is not leadership for that matter hierarchy is hierarchy so even in democracy often we practice feudalism in the name of democracy or racism in the name of democracy you name it all sorts of things so leadership for that matter uh, i keep giving the example of you know the banyan tree so if you see a very old banyan tree it's like it's like you you don't know i think i i saw it, saw one banyan tree years ago which was like 800 or 1000 years old you don't know where it begins where it ends you know it's almost a jungle in on its own so it has thousand roots maybe it's so huge that you don't know i think where it begins so i think uh, going forward we should all be imagine that thing that it is it is not an idea which begins from uh, one person and once one person should be the fountain head of it it's about all of us being fountain head of whatever idea we have we all are full of ideas we are all full of creativity we just need to put those things in practice work together because that will be important then only you can become uh, provide shade like a big banyan tree otherwise you will be standing alone and maybe blown by a wind no banyan tree a thousand years old can be blown by any wind for that matter we just need to be something like that i am one more thing both equal stability yes. very good yes sir mm-hmm. yeah don't be chauvinist be rational no all very well said and uh, you know i think you guys have a very you know fluid but you know constructive and you know concrete you know i think set of goals or continuous goals for the organization and i'm sure you guys will be successful and i think in many cases you know it may ebb and flow and change directions as with things as they develop over the next you know years or decades so and i think that's how it should be flexibility and adaptability are very important so very good and then so the last part of our discussion for this episode is you know your organization is based in india and you're focusing mainly in mainly within india and more at the ground level grassroots if we mentioned again and again but it, you know the last thing i want to emphasize what the, what would you like people outside of india to learn from from my kangarvan i mean just i mean from 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 listening to you everyone talk i i'm learning a lot about maybe just you know things that go on in india more of the ground level you know so i'm learning a lot about that but as a for but as a outside viewer or listener what what do you want to impart onto them in a way yeah. it's not about it's not about the country india or outside it's just about the manifestation of what a human being can do mm-hmm. the the complete exuberance that a human potential can reach we want that to happen and it has it just so happens that we are in india and we are working in the domain of india but there is no particular thing if if we were to think that this is the message the other people uh, the other nation should have that would be like thinking as if we are we are not that that's not the space from where we are coming it's just the, exp- the manifestation of humanness uh, everywhere and well, maybe in one way you're saying just one perspective or one way of doing things in a way yeah like tilak was once saying uh, in in a few minutes ago that we are all one we are getting there once shankar acharya a guru here was asked to summarize all the knowledge he has given and he said eko hum dvitiyo nasti there is only one there is no other so even india or other country it's just a matter of definition geography the birds don't care flowers don't care wind doesn't care and we don't care if it was if if slowly i can govern expands into other nations it will be the same idea of bringing together human beings with a child's instinct just no philosophy is needed a child feels bonded with the other child no matter I mean, even if he does not understand the language of this other person isn't it well i think we can all agree this was my you, you bring kids together regardless where they're from they're all going to start playing sooner or later 
<laughs> yeah, I would just like to add to the effusiveness. I think Amrinji, you want to say? Something. Well, I would just like to add add to the kind of uh, wonder and the child's wonder that Amrinji has put it is that I think uh, if you just for the for that matter, if you just see literally, India itself is not just one country. We are bigger than all the Europe uh, united together, and maybe meant several times that in terms of population. So I think India itself is a huge country, which is which has so many, you know, um, so different kinds of people. We have united over a period of time. It's a journey, by the way, luckily. So that is a great thing. But I think the one country that we adhere to is humanity. Humanity is the greatest country. So I think that is that is where uh, we need to sort of go forward. And one last thing that I believe that I would like to say uh, for everywhere. This is not just true for India. That often young people, and I get inspired by people like uh, uh, young. I mean, young young people when they do great things because I believe that they have the real potential to make things happen. Is that we should get out of this mi mindset that young people are should be angry and uh, they should be angry young men. I think this was almost a generation in India as well that we had angry young men. And you know what? These angry young men ended up doing. They become get into drugs. They get into all sorts of things. Uh, you name it. If you are too angry, well, I think that is, and you have too much of energy. Well, that's a that doesn't sound like a great combination. So we need to inspire a generation of calm young men who can think great uh, and uh, plan for great things. Believe in working together. Just try to take everybody along. So if this is something that uh, a message that which goes across the world across the seas, across the oceans. That's where we can be together. If we are angry, we cannot work together. We need to be calm. We need to settle down. We need to realize the potential and the uh, opportunity that we can have. That will... I think, uh, I think uh, what uh, can be learned from this particular initiative is the thing that concerted efforts uh, are more effective and that uh, you know uh, people who have come together for a purpose people who are uh, who still are not uprooted are still related to their roots talking of banyan trees and all that you want to see your area your neighborhood your city grow so i think uh, of the the very possibility of it being uh, uh, an uh, an initiative which focuses on a particular area makes it uh, uh, you know very effective i have seen that you know uh, if uh, it, it's at the national level or or any higher level than uh, uh, than the uh, local level uh, if it's at the policy level or the schematic structures at the national level they are uh, indicative but uh, you know the real work as we all know happens on ground and if we are able to bring changes on the ground, uh, then uh, we have uh, done our job. So uh, that I think uh, is is the most important thing. Decentralization is always better than centralization. Talking of humanity and all that, uh, uh, you know, is is absolutely great. Uh, we always uh, look out for aspirations in people who have. Uh, you know, a certain level of uh, reached a certain level of consciousness. But, uh, you know, if we want changes, uh, then we have to, uh, you know, uh, uh, do it on the ground. Mahatma Gandhi himself taught that there is an ideology. But if you have to do a certain job, then you have to be on ground. There is an ideology of ahimsa, nonviolence, and truth. But to demonstrate it, you cannot simply write those things in, in, in books, you know. You have to demonstrate it. The way he started uh, his Satyagraha in, in, in uh, uh, Bihar itself shows that he came from a different land. You know, talking of humanity, we see that, you know, he came from a different land, a different place in India, you know, which is on, on the extreme west side of India. And then he came to the eastern India. Uh, so humanity is there but the demonstration of humanity is equally important I would so like i to think add one, one thing to what Aradev has to, has just said about local governance is that 
what we essentially need to do is that bring global consciousness to solve local issues. You have a global mind, but you solve local focus on local issues. That is where the real global solutions will ultimately come in. So it's a it's a cycle which should start from a drop. Of, it's like the ocean to drop journey sort of thing. A drop starts a journey in the form of a vapor, and then it goes back to the ocean. That kind of uh, example we can see. One uh, more thing about uh, local governance and all these things is that we our name is. Indian Citizens Alliance for New Governance. Now, what is essentially new governance or governance as we see and we should see, I believe, is that governance, as I also once pointed out, it's not just about building roads or uh, putting in water and all these things. What essentially is that how cooperatively, how much do you cooperate to reach those solutions? It's not, it should not be a top-down approach. It should be a bottom-up approach. I think the bureaucrats, those who serve, will be listening to us, it is far more productive for the people's representatives in particular and the bureaucracy in particular, police for that matter. We have everything, everywhere we have such institutions in place, is that they should realize that they are there, their job is not to enforce law and order or build a road and all these things. Their job is to bring everybody along on that idea. And if that sense of cooperation can come in our bureaucracy, in our legal system, in our uh, police, security, uh, security system personnel, in our policy makers, that would be the real change. That would be the real change that that new governance should should actually adopt. In. Yeah, and you know, in, in kind of phrasing the question, you know, I completely agree. You know, it's a universal concept that is applicable anywhere. And I think what maybe uh, li- you know our listeners can maybe g- gain more is more like you know the cultural and more on the ground aspects of what's going on in India, like, you know, quoting Gandhi and all these people, maybe people from places don't know that much, it's a different perspective. And also just how things are done, you know, public administration, for example, it's everywhere, but it may have different facets and elements to it from place to place. So I think on more of a practical and maybe more like, you know, concrete perspective in a way, people can learn more about how things are done in India versus the United States or versus other countries. So I think that, you know, your organization can maybe in delving into a lot of these issues, people can gain an insight of what it's like in India, you know, and how much it compares or contrasts to what the same, you know, corresponding element would be in their country, you know, but the message as you, you know, reinforced again and again is that's a universal thing. Governance is something that, you know, there's a physical and the, on the ground aspects, but it's more of a mentality and state of mind that should be continuously improved. And then ultimately things come back. If you, if you are just ignoring somebody just because you're capable and powerful today, well, things will come back to you. Whether you the old saying, what, 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 what comes around, what goes around, comes around. Yes. It does. Um, so this is this is ultimately we had caste system in India. There are gender differences. You do things, and they will come back to you. That is how it should be. I think if you just do something wrong, it will come back ultimately. So the real long term is that. Think for three, four generations, maybe. Any other thoughts before we conclude? I think a lot has been said already. For sure, <laughs> indeed. But a lot of good <laughs> things. Enough, enough editing task for the next four days. Right. An hour long. <laughs> it will be a lot of ed- uh, editing for you. It was really good talking to you. No worries, no worries. I've gotten pretty good at it, and I have some editing software that makes it a lot easier. So it's still time consuming, but not too bad. But no, for sure, I really enjoyed talking to everyone. And uh, going back into code, so uh, I'll say this, you know. So before uh, you go, just one thing I want to add. Uh, Like uh, I, I have discussed it with my fellow members as well. Like. What I believe and what I think, the conclusion I'm giving, that uh, after reading a few books, like recently I was reading Sapiens from Yuval Noah Harari, the Sapiens, the Brief History of Humankind and all those books. So there I saw that uh, the human race or the Sapiens are the most selfish organism of this planet. And that's, that hit me hard. We are, because it, it has been elaborated very, very greatly there. So... I am learning to be a little selfless, uh, to not be that selfish, and that's well, the biggest. Just have to be selfish enough, but make more people include in that selfishness. Make every include everybody and entire humanity in that your selfishness. Right. <laughs> this is the thing. Keep no, sharing. I, what do you? No, I think it's important. You know, we all have to be selfish to an extent for preservation and you know to take care of ourselves, but. 
yes, a lot of people have taken it way too far and they're completely obsessed with themselves and only the world revolves around them. I see this all the time here. I've seen it in a lot of places I've traveled. It's an unfortunate if the thing that's been with us a long time, but I think a lot of it has amplified you know, in recent times. Keep sharing his stories, Sean. The story of Mr. Amrin Narayan here, the story of Dr. Tilak, the story of Son Severson is, you know, uh, <laughs> more effective than anything else, you know? Well, I think that kind of goes back to the point that as humans, we can always connect to stories, just like one of my favorite, you know, play on words, history, his story or her story, her story. We all can connect to stories. And the teachers who I've enjoyed the most, professors, have brought the human element into the discussion, no matter what topic or subject you know, they were covering. Thank you. Thank you, Sean, so much for bringing, uh, for making this conversation happen. We're absolutely privileged to sort of talk to you and possibly uh, have many more such conversations with many more people. The stories coming from America as well. Uh, I look forward. I think we already gave you the invitation on the last show that you were there. But well, why don't you take this journey to America? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be waiting to hear about it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, again, thank you all for all the, for everything, the, the insight, the uh, points of view and everything. So, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll definitely have to schedule another episode to cover more topics. And, you know, again, I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I've had a really nice time talking to you. I've learned a lot. So for everyone listening, this has been another episode of International Immersion. We will see you on the next one. Please check us out on social media. You can go to our Facebook page, International Immersion. Also, our Instagram page of the same name. Or you can also send us an email at internationalimmersionpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to know your thoughts, ideas, perspectives, and we're always looking for more content to cover. Please also check out ICANGover as they are on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. They have some great content. I think you can learn a lot about their initiatives and things that they're doing as well. And my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone in India and other countries affected by COVID. I'm just waiting for the pandemic to pass. We can get back out there, travel, and continue to learn about the world uninterrupted.